Episode 174 of the PJ Archive is a little interview I did with the Scottish singer, songwriter, actress and TV personality Lulu. Her remarkable career dates back to 1964 when she was only 15 and had a classic hit with the song Shout. My interview with Lulu took place in 1988, at a delicate time in her life. We talked at Wimbledon Theatre, where she was promoting Peter Pan the Musical, in which she had the title role. Can you tell us a little bit about the show? Yes, well, it's basically about this little boy who can fly. And, of course, that delights children and adults everywhere. He flies into uh, the top floor of a house in Kensington where a family called the Darling family live, and there's a young girl called Wendy, and her two brothers, John and Michael, asleep, and he loses his shadow because the mother sees him in the room one night, and as he's flying out, she shuts the window, and he loses his shadow, gets caught. So he returns to find his shadow. Wendy wakes up. They have this long chat, and... He tells her where he lives, and, and he li- happens to live in a place called Never Never Land. And uh, he says he can teach her to fly, if she'll tell him stories. Because he likes the stories her mother told her, because he used to sit outside the window listening. Now, Peter Pan is known as the boy who never grown up, and a lot of people might consider that you're a sort of girl who never grew up. Would you say that's true? <laughs> well, from where I am sitting, it's, I can't see it. Uh, but so many people do sort of say that thing that uh, there must be some truth in it but I think you know if you look at if I look at my mother too my mother people always said my mother looks good you know for her age and things like that so maybe and I look like my mother so maybe there's something in it now you were in Peter Pan last year as well Mm -hmm. how different is this production to last year this is exactly the same as last year's because this is the musical I've actually played the part of Peter four times. And the last time was about 15 years ago. And that was in the play. There was no music. And this time, it is very different. I mean, the dialogue is the same, the book is the same, the script is the same. But because it has the music, it's much more energetic. And I think light-hearted. I think musicals, maybe some of them, but generally, you don't come out feeling depressed or sad. I think really one goes to a musical to be lifted, you know, for one's spirits to be lifted. So this is really what it does. And I mean, if you go back to the book and if traditionalists possibly talk about it, it maybe is a long way from what Barry initially intended, but... The main thing, I think, is the reaction of those kids and the fact that the place is always absolutely packed uh, with adults and children who want to see and hear the story of the little boy who flies and has an adventure in Never Never Land. I think, you know, it's probably simplifying it, but on the whole, that's what the children like. Yes, you mentioned being lifted. You do a lot of flying in this show. Oh, yes, I do. Do you enjoy that? Oh, I love the flying. And, I mean, all the kids and the, 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 the parents and aunts and uncles, the first thing they want to know about is the flying. That's what they're really drawn here for. Well, and then they're delighted with the rest of the story. Most people forget 
you know, the grown-ups forget what, all about the story. And then they come in, they say, oh, it was really great, and we'd forgotten. But what they bring their children for is to see Peter Pan fly. A few months ago, you uh, had to pull out of the production when you heard you were pregnant, and then, then came the misfortune of your miscarriage. Mm. How much effect has that had on your life? I think, uh, you know, it's... Especially as I heard from so, so many people... It's such a common thing. It's incredible. And one feels a little bit sort of pathetic uh, talking about it too much because it happens so often. But at the same time, it does have a profound effect on a woman having a miscarriage, you know. And even though in my head, in my mind, I understand that it was a natural thing, that, you know, it's the body sort of getting rid of something that wasn't quite right. And, you know, it's in the hand of God. You know, it's one of those things that's fated. But women do get extremely emotional, and I, and I do get tearful, and I mean, not every minute, but occasionally it just creeps up on me, and it does have an effect. I don't know in long term, talking about long term, what effect, say, if I look back, rather than if I, I, you were to ask me in a couple of years' time and I look back, at the moment, it's still a little bit sort of emotion. Some people have uh, suggested you've come back rather too soon. How do you react to that? Well, I don't know. You know, maybe they're right. But I, I personally, you know, you have to cope with things the way you, you know, you feel is right for you. And for me, you know, work has always helped me get through and get over difficult times. And I get a lot of joy out of my work. So... For me, I think it's better. I always feel it's better to get on with things. I don't know, maybe a psychologist or a psychiatrist, and then they'd all have different opinions anyway. I mean, it's only a matter of opinion. Maybe one would say you should let, you know, wait, or then another one would say, no, just get on with your life. It's just a matter of opinion. Were you surprised at the amount of public support you got? Yes, yes, I was. I was absolutely astonished, and... You know, then I marry my manager and, you know, various people close to me say, but you shouldn't be surprised, you see. You, you don't really know. Uh, how come you don't realize that the people in this country really love you? And it's, it's a word that I don't use a lot. I might say, oh, I love that dress or I love that food or I love that show. But love in that sense, I wouldn't really use that. It's, I suppose, in a way, one is... Uh, I'm very good, I think, or what I am as a person who gives, and I'm very, I find it actually quite difficult to accept, and there's something very gracious about that, and there's something that is very important about accepting that sort of love, and I didn't expect it, I don't look for it, but I was thrilled, and while I was on stage in Bournemouth, and I, I did stand there on stage absolutely in tears, which is something that I would not normally do, allow myself to do, indulge myself in, uh, because the love that was coming from the audience in that theatre that night was so powerful that it was the sweetest, sweetest moment. It was a little painful, but it was very uplifting. And even people in the street, you know, you know, I think to myself, well, this happens to a lot of people. Why they, you know, but they really felt for me. And it was, 
I mean, if I really contemplate it, I think I will have developed probably emotionally and grown up a lot if I really, really think about what a beautiful thing that is to show that sort of love and for me to actually accept it. You're in a business which requires constant inspiration. Do you feel inspired by public support like that? Actually, yes. I felt, because, you know, it's a, it's a thing not to be aware uh, that people do love you, you know, on my work. I really, really do. And that's why I started it, and I hope that's why I always do it. Finally, have you any other plans for the immediate future? <clears throat> no, it's just to get through this, um, because it's a very, very hard, um, it's such an energetic uh, thing to do this for three months, to get through this uh, without having any nights off, without having to stay off, you know, in a performance. Because, you know, during the winter, everybody gets colds and coughs and they splutter all over you. That's always a, a phobia I get at this time of the year. <laughs> Well, good luck. Thanks very much Thank indeed. You.